The financial markets are made up of bulls and bears. But when you listen to most trading gurus, it seems to be all bull. Who to trust? The one who puts a fire under your butt with candlestick flames? Or the one who says you should trade Fibonacci, but you still find yourself losing money 61.8% of the time? It's time to go straight to the source and get the truth about what's working in the markets today with your host, the founder of Top Dog Trading, Barry Burns. Welcome to this episode of the Online Trading to Win podcast. This is Barry Burns with Top Dog Trading. And I've got something very, very important for especially those of you who have been going through your trading education learning curve for a while. This is something very practical that I have seen in my own experience and working with both students and those who come to me asking for free information, which happy to do. We give away a lot of free stuff. This podcast is one example of that. So here it is. Uh, but this happens especially with my students, with some of my students, I should say. And they will send me a question because I provide support for them. And I 100% am the one who provides training uh, support for them. I do not outsource any trading questions. That all comes to me because I want to be the one to help them. And sometimes I can answer it directly via email. Other times I say, you know, I need to see the chart you're looking at. Send me the chart, a screen capture, and make sure you point out exactly the point that you're looking at here. I need to see the example, the same thing. I want to look at the same thing you're looking at. Then I can be really accurate in giving you an answer. So very cool. They're happy to do that. And what happens sometimes is that they will send me a chart that doesn't represent my trading method. Now, what's interesting is they bought my course and yes, they've got the indicators on there that I use. I mean, my trading method is very simple. I only use two indicators and some moving averages. So they got those on there, but then they got a bunch of other stuff on the chart. So I look at that and I think, holy mackerel, I'm confused. I'm, <laughs> I just look at it for the first time and I'm experiencing information overload, mental overwhelm. No wonder they can't trade. I mean, my gosh, I couldn't trade a mess like that either. So the first thing is that, that it becomes uh, too much information for the mind to handle and to deal with simplicity and clarity and confidence. But then also the bottom line is, when they add a lot of stuff to my trading method, to my charts, then they're not trading my method because my method is not just about a couple of indicators at all. In fact, yes, I use a couple of indicators, but that is a small part of what my real entire trading methodology is about, which a methodology is like a business plan, but it's a trading plan. So I have to write back to them and say, wow, okay, obviously you have learned a lot of other stuff and that's cool. That's fantastic. However, if you want to really learn my trading method, you've got to learn just this first. In other words, as they often say in martial arts circles, to empty your cup. Now, what do they mean by empty your cup? So there's a uh, very famous uh, legend that goes throughout, I think, the Zen world, martial arts world, whatever. Anyway, the master's trying to explain something to a new student, and but the student has learned something, you know, a lot of stuff from elsewhere. So again, not a beginner, as is often common in the Asian world. The master pours him some tea, 
and then pours himself some tea and they start talking. And then the master takes uh, tea from his own cup and pours it into the student's cup, except the student's cup is already full of tea. And so it starts to overflow. And the student stops the master and says, master, you can't pour any more into this, into my teacup until I make more room for what you're giving me. And the master says, yeah, that's exactly right. And so the same thing here. If you've been out there learning other stuff about trading, other trading methodology, so forth, that's fantastic. I am not discounting that. And that's actually good. That's been part of your learning curve. So that's wonderful. But if you're going to come and learn, and I'm not going to personalize this, if you're going to learn anybody's trading method, any new trading methodology or whatever, it's not that the stuff you've learned in the past is always bad. Some is good. Some probably is bad, actually. But um, if you're going to learn a new trading method, you've got to give it a chance to stand on its own. A trading methodology, a viable one, has been tested within those parameters without adding anything or subtracting anything to it. So give it a chance on its own merit. That's my point. Now, later on, once you've mastered that particular trading method with nothing added or nothing subtracted, and you have verified and proven to yourself that, wow, yeah, this is a good method. Now, if you want to take at that point some of your previous experience and test adding it to it, that's okay. But at the beginning, have what they call a beginner's mind. Empty your cup. Let it stand on its own merit. There are so many what I call educated amateurs in the trading world. And that's not, not a bad thing necessarily. In fact, we all become educated amateurs on our way to becoming educated professionals. But an educated amateur is a person in their learning curve who knows a lot of stuff, but they're still not making money. And that's, uh, that's the problem. So you got to push through that to the other side and you actually have to unlearn it. So you've probably heard this in other things where it's like, okay, I've got to help you unlearn some things first. You've got some bad habits. And that's where it really comes into play, where we have established during our educational learning curve, some beliefs in our mind that we are convinced are true and we can't let go. And so then we take these beliefs into a new trading method. So for example, one of those beliefs might be that we should use multiple timeframes, which I agree that's viable. But then the rule is to trade only in the direction of trend of the longer time frame. No, that is not a good idea. That is not mathematically optimal. And so, but people get that in their brain because it is so commonly taught and they just assume that it's right, even though there is no logic behind it whatsoever. It's hard to get that out of people's minds because they come to that and they just assume it's true when it's not optimal at all. Another belief in people's mind is the whole concept of overbought and oversold. And we've talked about that in a previous podcast episode. The whole idea of overbought, oversold is not only a fallacy, it is actually harmful to your trading. It is really a horrible, horrible concept to be using in your trading. So, But it's so commonly taught it is so ubiquitous in the trading community and it's even those terms are used on trading platforms. And so everybody just kind of assumes that, oh yeah, things get overbought and oversold. Mm -mm, that's not going to help you. That's going to harm your trading. I got to get that out. You got to unlearn that. 
Another thing people have to unlearn is that a trend is defined as higher highs and higher lows, or conversely, lower highs and lower lows. Wrong. Okay. Again, that is, that is not the definition of trend. It literally is not. It is, again, wrong. I hate to be so strong about it, but you know, I have to be because it really bothers me when I see people losing money over these concepts. When if they could just unlearn these concepts, I could get them to making money. These are things, these are just three examples of beliefs of things you've been taught that are wrong. And as long as you hold to them, you will continue to lose money. They are not right. Um, another area you need to unlearn is your behaviors. We who have been trading for quite a while, and then those who are still educated amateurs, you know, the experience is great, right? We all need experience, the 10,000 hours or however you want to quantify that. The problem is that practice does not necessarily make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. It's getting the experience and then measuring and documenting that experience, looking for the mistakes then making the changes, what we call feedback loops in sports psychology, and then going back into the game. And when you do that, the point is you are not ingraining the bad habits. Whereas if you don't continually course correct like that, and you have to document step one, first of all, step one, actually, you need to know what to be looking for, right? And most people don't even know what to be looking for. They wouldn't know if what they're doing is right or wrong. They assume what they're doing is right. And so they keep doing it. And that is the worst thing because then that habit becomes even more ingrained into your behaviors. And then it becomes a habit that's hard to break after a while. And this is why it's important to have a coach, a good coach who is outside of yourself, who already knows, has already been through that learning curve, who can point out, no, this is wrong. That's not a good idea. This is not statistically optimal and give you that feedback immediately. So the bad habits never get ingrained. You can make the course correction right away, go back to the game with the course correction, and you just keep doing that over and over and over and over. So that's what we call perfect practice. Practice makes perfect. No, most people end up practicing the wrong thing over and over and over and over. And pretty soon it's a bad habit. And then it's really hard to break. You're probably not going to learn how to trade successfully just on your own with free stuff. And, you know, it's okay to learn. Well, actually, it's great to learn all the free stuff you can get on the internet the, about the basis of te technical analysis and how markets work and so forth. But understand that. A lot of that stuff is old and doesn't work in today's market environments. Markets have changed. The dynamics of markets have changed. Uh, the technology, the spreads, uh, all that kind of stuff. It just, I won't go into all of that because it's a long discussion. I learned this myself. I'll give you a very practical experience. Now, the um, example of the tea with the master and the student in the teacup, that's a nice little gentle one. Well, <laughs> I learned this uh with a little more of a hardcore lesson. I've told you about trading where people send me their charts and I have to go back to them and tell them, no, you've got to just trade my method. And I'll tell you, we'll go back and forth several times and I find that they still don't do it. Well, I can't make them do it, right? I can't make them do it. And that's a shame, but I do have to be very clear with them and say, you are not trading my method. So do not tell me, you know, the method doesn't work or that it does work or whatever, because you're not treating my method. You've created your own hybrid method. And I can't help you with that because I have not traded the hybrid method you're using. 
And therefore, I cannot give you honest feedback. I recommend you just trade my method in its pure form for a while, and you'll find that it does work. Then, like I said, if you want to go and add some of your own stuff and try it later on, well, that's great. God bless you and the horse you rode in on. So when I was studying martial arts, well, actually, I still do. But I had a very uh, concrete example with this where since I was 13, I had been studying uh, a lot of the Korean martial arts, uh, Taekwondo, Mudaquan, Tang Sudo, etc. And then when I was in my late 20s, so about 15 years later, already 15 years of martial arts experience under my belt, decided I wanted to learn a martial art that was very, very different called Kali. It's a Filipino martial art, very fluid mom- uh, movements, uh, very intricate footwork, and it emphasizes edged weapons, knives. And you actually start fighting with knives before you start studying and practicing with empty hands. So totally opposite of how most martial arts were. And that's what I wanted. I wanted something that was very, very different. Well, I went to this particular, we didn't even call it a school. Kali is, well, today it's a little more uh, popular, but back then there weren't that many teachers. And so I found this guy way out in the uh, swamps of Florida, where I was living at the time, outside of Orlando. And uh, he was teaching out of his house. Very, very uh, well recommended. And he um, had his own unique style, shall we say, of how to teach. And what had happened, I learned, was that he had so many people come to him who wanted to be his students. And none of them were beginners. When I went there, what happened was he said, well, you can't just watch. Now, I was used to going to classes and being able to watch a class before I decided if I wanted to join a new school. He said, now, everybody here participates. So I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Be happy to. And But then we didn't go through any drills, no exercises, no nothing. He said, okay, step one, you fight one of my black belts. Uh, wow, really? That's step one. I haven't even watched a class. We haven't done any drills. We haven't done anything. He says, yep, step one, you fight one of my black belts. Well, I was in pretty good condition, about six feet tall, about probably at that time, about 185 or so. Like I said, I was in my late 20s, so still pretty young. And he had me fighting a guy maybe five years younger than me, about three inches shorter than me, about 20, 30 pounds uh, lighter than me. And this guy kicked my ass. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. He kicked my ass. And by the way, um, just to add to that, uh, there were no pads. This was full contact, no gloves, no shin guards, no headgear. No, this was full on, full contact, real fight. And I left bloodied, teeth loose, nose bleeding, mouth bleeding, and just a little dizzy. Was not good. No bueno. However, I decided I'm going to go back. I'm going back. Now, I asked him about it later, and I ended up staying there for about five years and learning from him. But the bottom line is I asked him um, quite a bit later, you know, why do you do this? Why is this the first class? <laughs> this technique. Very unusual. Never run into this before. And he said, I have so many people come to me with years and years of experience in martial arts. And I used to just take them through a regular class, show them, you know, here's how we defend against a knife. Here's how we block this. Here's how we punch and kick and the footwork and all of that. And he said, and inevitably, 
99% of the people would say, oh, well, yeah, you know, and I've been doing Kempo for 10 years, and here's how we would do it in Kempo, or here's how we did it in Shotokan, or here's how we did it in, uh, you know, I don't know, some kind of crazy animal grasshopper uh, kung fu. <laughs> and anyway, and he says, I got so sick and tired of that. He said, I was, then I would tell him, I would say, uh, you're paying me. I'm not bringing you here to teach me. I've studied many different styles. I don't want to hear it. I'm here to teach you. If you don't want that, leave. So kind of did what the master did with the tea, right? Told him. Still, the students wouldn't acquiesce. They would still go on. Well, here's how we did it in my style. Here's how. And so he said, the only way that I could empty their cup was to shatter their cup. I had to break their cup to smithereens. Because talk didn't do it. I needed to have action. And so he said, I implemented this new policy where whenever anybody comes, I put them up against one of my black belts. And um, every time my guys kick their ass. Now, if they can kick their ass, great. Then they shouldn't be at the school. Go somewhere else. That's cool. And learn from someone else. But he said, after I started doing that and people would leave, first of all, most of them didn't come back. But those that did come back never compared styles anymore. Right? They emptied their cup and they're like, yes, just teach me. You just teach me. And that's what I did. And I won't tell you the whole story, but eventually one day I became the guy who he brought me up and a new student came and he said, you got to fight this guy. It's his first day of class and um, go kick the shit out of him. So we'll just end it there. All right. Well, that is a very important lesson. I see this happening all the time in trading. And I've never actually heard anybody address this, but it is very, very important. And please empty your cup when you learn a new trading method. So this podcast still being new, we are offering a free gift. It is Top Dog Trading's Top 10 Trading Rules for Success. These are the 10 things that I have found, both with myself and my own experience and with my students, that have turned their trading around more than anything else. Now, I will tell you from um, personal experience, you probably don't need all 10. Everybody's a little different. But within these 10, there's probably one, two, three, or four that will turn your trading around. And that's the key. That's what I want for you. And there's no general theories or abstract ideas here. These are 10 very practical things to change your trading results. I'm all about that bottom line, where the rubber hits the road. It's a little mini course, absolutely free as my gift to you for being a subscriber to this podcast. It's a PDF report that outlines everything and then three short videos. So we go into detail on each one of those 10. You can get it absolutely free, as I mentioned, by going to online trading to win.com forward slash 10 rules. And by the way, it's the word 10 spelled out T-E-N, not the numeral 10. Again, online trading to win.com forward slash 10 rules. Go there and get it absolutely free. And if you got value from this episode or any of the other episodes, if you like this podcast, if you want it to keep going, then you can pay it forward by simply doing two quick little things. Number one, subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Stitcher and numero dos. 
Please leave a quick review and rating. It only takes about 30 seconds, and they tell me it gives you good karma. So I don't know, but hopefully it does. Anyway, it's the right thing to do to pay it forward if you got value. Help others get value from it as well. And, and last thing is I do invite you to send me questions that you would like for me to answer on a future episode. So we can really deep dive into what you need help with, what you want to know. That's why I'm here. I'm not charging for this. I don't make any money doing this. I'm doing this to help you. And I want to make it as personal and as specific to your trading needs as possible. So you can do that by simply writing to me at Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at topdogtrading.com. And in the subject line, just put podcast question. And then I'll know that that's what it is. My assistants will put it into my folder and I will answer as many of those questions as I can on a future episode. You've been listening to the online trading to win podcast with Barry Burns. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play or Stitcher and leave a great review. For more information about our free indicators and courses, visit OnlineTradingToWin.com. Neither Online Trading to Win, Top Dog Trading, nor Barry Burns are registered as securities broker-dealers or investment advisors, either with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority, and are not licensed to provide investment advice. Trading and investing involves substantial risk. Financial loss, even above the amount invested, is possible and common. We do not imply, predict, or guarantee that you will be successful in earning any money whatsoever. Past results of any individual trader are not indicative of future returns by that trader and are not indicative of future returns which may be realized by you. We do not assume responsibility or liability for your trading and investment results. This is provided for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice.